the afternoon host of the talk station Today FM, who made and presented the podcast series The Wilderness, all about the years when the Labour Party suffered from instability, infighting and revolving door leadership, a decade before the National Party began suffering the same things after 2017. And finally on Media Watch this weekend, while TVNZ made huge news of its own political poll this week and that Sam Uffendale controversy, they also had news every day from way beyond the Beltway, in fact from as far away as the bullring of Birmingham. All right, to the day's other big story, and they've done it. Way to go, team. Yes, the gold rush has continued at the Commonwealth Games, now our most successful ever. And it's Golden Gate, the man with the mullet, cyclist Aaron Gate with four golds. And while TVNZ's Simon Dello kept his own excitement pretty much under control there, his colleagues on The Breakfast Show were pumped up as a record number of medals came in each morning in real time. <laughs> Thanks, J-Mate. We'll catch up with you a little bit later on. God, haven't we do- been doing well? I know. Every time, I, my push notifications, I just keep going. Whoa, another one, another one. Totally right. Aaron Gate, three medals, out the gate. Now, usually, Kiwis winning the mixed double squash somewhere in the world would barely make a sports bulletin, but other major TV networks had sent news teams to Birmingham, and Prime TV screened the highlights every day free to air, while also telling their viewers what they could see live across many, many channels if they paid to subscribe to its owner, Sky TV. Scoops Gordon Campbell said that all this was, as ever, sports-based nationalism to deliver audience to advertisers, but given all the bad news these days... I suppose the strenuous efforts the media is currently making to whip us all up into a nationalist frenzy are maybe not quite as obnoxious as they otherwise could be. That's the spirit. But even before the gold rush of Kiwi medals in Birmingham, Gordon Campbell had predicted the top spots would be dominated by the richer Commonwealth nations like England, Australia, Canada and us, because they pump more money into elite sport than ever. And that made the medals table a mirror for the impact that colonialisation had had on the relative wealth of all the nations taking part, said Gordon Campbell, who also pointed to satirist John Oliver, who was asking two Commonwealth games ago, how is this thing of the colonial past still a thing today. Well, imagine the Olympics without the United States, China and Russia. Then imagine a track meet dominated by sprinters from Wales. Wales! And you have the Commonwealth Games, a competition that's only open to members of the British Commonwealth. And the US-based Brit also reckoned that the Games were not really about the winners, but about the biggest loser at the heart of the Commonwealth. So tonight, we salute this week's Commonwealth Games, the historic display of a once mighty nation gathering together the countries it lost and finding a way to lose to them once more. So the next time you're on Jeopardy, and the answer is the Commonwealth Games, the only possible question is, how is this still a thing? However, on News Talk ZB this week, James McConey from the Prime TV show The Crowd Goes Wild backed what Gordon Campbell had dismissed as the $2 shop Olympics. I've loved the Commonwealth Games, Pony, and I don't care that they're not the Olympics, like some people say. It actually doesn't matter, and it actually prepares our athletes for the Olympics because if you're doing athletics around New Zealand, the people who are watching you are a bunch of marshals, a guy with a tape measure, and, and your family. And now you've actually got a crowd of 40,000 screaming at you and you can get used to what it's like to, be, to perform in the cauldron. 
And elsewhere on News Talk ZB, breakfast host Mike Hosking loved the way that we were punching above our weight in Birmingham against the bigger British Commonwealth nations. The I, I noticed, Guy, there was a, I was watching some British television and it said Ireland are stoked that they've won a record-breaking five or six golds. And if you look at a country like Ireland, which has got, a, from memory, the same population as us, it puts mm. our performance into some standing. At 19 golds or whatever it is, we've done brilliantly, brilliantly well. And Mike Hosking's guest, TVNZ sports reporter Guy Havelt, was also proud of that. Yeah, I was thinking that today, actually. I think New Zealand's fourth, uh, might be wrong there, but I think fourth on the... On the overall ladder in terms yeah. of goals, they might have even gone up to third, actually. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it is quite remarkable that, that a, a country of five million um, can can do what New Zealand's been doing. And, yes, a nation like Ireland would be a pretty decent benchmark for our success at the Commonwealth Games if they'd been taking part. Ireland, of course, is not a part of the British Commonwealth, and history records they were pretty determined not to be, shedding blood to boot the British out finally about 100 years ago. Now, that led to the partition that created the independent Republic of Ireland, population 5 million today, and Northern Ireland, which remains a part of the UK and as such does compete in the Commonwealth Games, but it only represents 1.8 million people. Now, the same day Mike Hosking got mixed up about that, Team Northern Ireland's boxers won five more gold medals, and that meant that Northern Ireland actually ended up punching just a shade above our weight, literally and statistically, taking home one medal for just under every 100,000 of their citizens, while our team got one medal for about 105,000 of us.